Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. Of course, it is trade deadline day, so a lot of exciting stuff going on in Major League Baseball. Uh, but uh, it's Tuesday, so it's our time to catch up with Brian Munson of On3 Sports. Brian, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good, man. But yourself? Oh, not too bad. Uh, just a, a quick question for you. Do you think a 21-year-old should know who Green Day is? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a little bit, there's, there was a lot of like, uh, Seinfeld friends and other like sitcoms and movies where I felt like green day in particular, um, what's the, what's the song, uh, best day of your life or whatever it was. Or, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, that, that's, that song was played in a ton of movies and, and shows. So I, I would think that they would absolutely know who they were or should know. Yeah, well, Nick here doesn't doesn't know, but that's yeah, right. that's why we're a little late, Brian. <laughs> we had to roast him for a few minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling yeah. you, man, that their first album was an absolute just revelation. Particularly being in college when that one was released, it was like that one with "Throwing Copper" by Live were like relate were like released <laughs> nice. like almost like simultaneously. But those were two great albums to have. Uh, let's get into jump into recruiting. I know there's not too much going on, but they, Nebraska did have a decommitment over the weekend. Mm. How worried should Nebraska fans be? I don't think very very worried. Uh, I think this was kind of written in the stars a little bit. I don't think that um, you know I'm going to mention a little bit more in, in tunnel talk, but I think to to kind of get into as much as we need to get into right here. I, I just I feel like this one was gonna was gonna move regardless, and, and obviously Ashley has been kind of open to other suitors we, we've been talking essentially about a an auburn visit almost since he did commit i think it was only like two weeks on the commitment list and all of a sudden he was talking about visiting but i think deep down um nebraska really wanted lenhart to go along with uh noonan and those two guys to be the edge rushers and then i think that you know there's a possibility that they could take a third guy but it really is going to come down to if like garrett nelson goes pro and then if garrett nelson goes pro I doubt it's a third high school kid. I think it's going to have to be a portal transfer, just like another O'Shawn, you know, kind of moment where they got to go back out there and find somebody who's got some experience, some D1, some, some ability to walk in through the door and, and kind of walk into that spot and take it over. So um, I, I don't think anybody should be really concerned about this. I, I think that ultimately this is the way it was going to kind of plan out, play out. I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. I think the next concern, the real concern is, is if or when Lenhart is going to actually decide to announce a commitment to Nebraska. Um, he was ob- he was obviously still flirting with, with Auburn as well, or at least Auburn was flirting with him, uh, until I reported on Thursday that he was not going to take a visit to, to Auburn, which is a great sign for Nebraska. It's just a matter now of, okay, if you know where you're going, where are you going and when are you going to announce it? Uh, Brian, if we're talking about kind of concern level and, and going from there, Mickey Joseph had some not-so-kind words about the receivers yesterday to open practice to the media. Uh, what's your concern level with the receivers, or do you think this is more just how oftentimes in camp the defense starts a little bit faster and quicker than the offense? Well, I think there's a lot of new bodies over there, too, and I think there's a certain level of expectation at which, you know, Mickey hopes those guys or wants those guys to be operating at. I mean, think about where he's come from. Think about the guys that he has coached. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 
there's obviously an enhancement that's that's there from the from the te- from the players that have been brought in. There's the players that have that were been carried over, and I think that there's this performance evaluation about where he feels like those guys need to be at. And I think that you challenge guys very early in the camp to kind of you know get them going. And, and you don't you don't want any type of complacency. I'm sure that there are some guys that are that are ahead of others in, in some areas and. And other guys that just need to kind of catch up. And in in some some days, when it comes to being a coach and it comes to the assessment, it's a lowest common denominator kind of thing. You don't have a great day. You you are rating your day based off of the worst point. And you want to start limiting. Not necessarily. You, know, you want to have like all these great things. You're really trying to limit the bad ones, right? You want to have consistently good play across the board. You want them all to be awesome, man, but they're all, they all, are, all, all aren't going to be. So you just want to limit the bad plays. And I think that Mickey probably just had enough of it in one day, and he needed to challenge his group. Another quote that kind of stuck out to me uh, yesterday from from post me, uh, with the with the media being there after practice uh, was Mark Whipple saying that the the first games are more often uh, lost rather than won just because you know it's early on in the season you make mistakes and Nebraska's kind of developed a reputation I suppose around the league for for beating themselves uh, with the with the coaching changes with everything that's going on do you expect that to change right away or do you think you're still going to see a few plays uh, when Nebraska lines up in Ireland that are reminiscent of the Scott Frost teams we've seen in years past? Well, they can't afford to have too many of those. I don't think that this is the same Northwestern team that, that came to Lincoln last year, um, or excuse me, that, that Nebraska faced last year. Uh, I, I, I expect there, that, you know, they'll, they will be more ready, and uh, it, it is on a neutral field, neutral place, neutral territory, but I think that they're going to be coming out of the gates, you know, ready to kind of avenge that 40-some-odd point loss that they had last year, which was only like Nebraska's, what, only convincing win of the entire season. Um, I I think that Nebraska, you know, is going to have some growing pains. I think the the thing is, obviously, is you want to see – you want to see those get uh, fewer and fewer week to week to where you're playing more error-free, mis- uh, mistake-free kind of football. But, you know, you, you really want to try to see and limit those types of things. And you really uh, – I think that the that the problem last year seemed to be that it was like recurring theme, you know, like uh, special teams, you know, over and over and over again, you know, costing you – costing you games with, with, with blocks and fielding punts inside the two and, and, and just all these other, all these other things that kind of went on with that. And then obviously with the, with the bad turnovers, the bad fumbles, the, the, the ill-timed turnovers, I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, play calling kind of goes into that, some familiarity, some, uh, some, some more, some more practice and, and just maybe, maybe having a, 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 a better kind of chemistry with the guys that are on the field at, at any one moment. Um, and so I think there's a lot of ways to kind of combat that, but I think that there's going to be still some pains, but I, I really, I really truly feel like there's going to be far fewer because I just feel like there's going to be a better, better personnel groupings, more familiarity, a lot more reps when it comes to leading up to the plays where they feel confident in going into Northwestern and kind of trying to expand things as they're, as they kind of get ready for some tougher tests, like, Oh, you come into Lincoln. Brian, a lot of the conversation has obviously been revolved around the quarterbacks for the first time in, in years. Now we're going to have a different face that isn't Adrian Martinez. 
It looked like yesterday at practice, Casey Thompson was taking the one reps. Chuba came in at two, Smothers at three. I know there's still a lot of camp left. There's still a lot of time until that week zero game against Northwestern, but right now, would you say that you're confident that's probably how the starting rotation is going to shape out? I think so. Um, look, it's what we knew coming out of spring, right? Um, Chuba and and, uh, and and Harburg both were dealing with really bad timed injuries, right? Where I think that they could have used that time during the spring to really put their best foot forward and 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 show what they were capable of doing. And, and they finally get they get kind of more activated and, and ready to go in that last week tour. They could even perform in the spring game. But having a better body of work throughout the entire spring in front of the new OC and, you know, and basically in, in his offense would have been huge, would have been very helpful. Um, so I think that there's just it, it's an incomplete kind of assessment when, when you start talking about anybody outside of those, you know, anybody outside of those top three. I think that Purdy still still has got that advantage, um, I think, coming in being that portal guy and and, and the, his experiences at FSU, which were still fairly limited. And then I think Logan is there. I think he's obviously playing some doubts in everybody's mind because he's, he's such a baller, right? He coaches kid. He's played, played at Nebraska. You know, it's been a, he's got some time there controlling and running the offense. And then Casey obviously is, has been kind of, you know, been looked at by Whipple to, to be his guy, at least the way that things opened up in the spring and what Whipple's comments were to start out spring practices. So I'm not surprised by it. I think people should expect Casey Thompson to be the starter against Northwestern and, and we'll just see how things kind of play out from there. But competition is incredibly important at that position to get the best performance out of that guy every Saturday. That that's 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 my that's my feeling anyway about the quarterback position. Well, and I know you know this is a you know years down the line type of thought, but you know looking at Richard Torres, um, a lot of a lot of people were pretty impressed with his arm, and you know kind of having a similar injury situation and all that to Heinrich Harburg last year. Um, I are, are those two guys kind of in a similar situation, and, and which do you think has longer term? Um, upside of the two um well i've seen torres play and i've seen harvard play i've seen harvard play a lot more i saw the first two and a half quarters until torres torres acl up i was at that game um they both have incredibly huge live arms they are big arm guys better athlete harvard um <clears throat> i would say they both really know how to spin it they can really throw the football if you're looking for a guy, however, to, to be a little bit more active, to have a better uh, ability to kind of break the po- pocket, make some longer plays, do all that kind of stuff, it's, it's going to be Harburg. Uh, the, 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 play that, the play that Torres got hurt on was kind of an option to the right, and he got caught. And it wasn't you know, necessarily uh, you know, like a, a kind of a fast guy. It was, just, it was like a slow-developing kind of option. I think he's got – kind of sneaky speed when it comes to like what he needs to do, but it's not four or five ish where you can really kind of catch yourself and not be able to find, you know, find yourself not getting an angle on a guy to make a tackle. I think you're going to find an angle and find a way to kind of catch tours is more in that four, seven, four, eight range. At least I felt like watching that night when I saw him run and it was, and it's just, he can be effective in the right moments when he decides to go ahead and tuck it and run it, as opposed to a guy that could tuck it and run it and really, break off some big plays like what Harburg or Smothers could do. Brian, you had to have known I was going to bring this up. So before we let you go, Malachi Coleman tweeting yesterday, the I emoji hashtag GBR question mark at Husker football. 
this is what recruits do now. We understand that. He obviously put up a picture, too, of him getting an official offer. He's already moved up his commitment date. I ask you every single week, there's a lot moving around and there's a lot of buzz around Malachi Coleman. Are you getting more confident he's going to commit to the Huskers? Yeah. Um, well, I know that he he tweeted today about the Oklahoma offer. He got no U.S. Right. official offer, and Caden Green was all over that to kind of encourage him about that. But I really do truly feel like Malachi is, is going to get to that. He's he's probably already at that point, and and I feel like uh, he's Nebraska's to lose. And unless something happens that's that's really really drastic, I would be really surprised to see him commit to anywhere else uh, when it comes that date in October. He's Brian Munson of On Three Sports. Brian, our weekly guest here on Tuesday. Thanks for joining us once again. Have a good day, guys. We'll see you. All right, there he goes, Brian Munson of On Three Sports. And that's going to be interesting just to follow the Malachi Coleman situation. Yeah. I'm especially interested, and I hope it doesn't come to this, but uh, with a lot of those in-state players, but especially a Malachi Coleman, a top 100 type of guy, are they committing to Nebraska? Hopefully we don't have to find out, or are they committing to the staff? Um, because yeah. uh, that could be interesting. You know, That would be certainly a big jump start for somebody if they're coming in or just for Scott Frost's program moving forward. So we'll kind of see how that turns out. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be time for Eric Strickland to join uh, just before On the Block. We're doing a bit of a crossover here, and he knows how to do some crossovers. He's had some experience doing that. So uh, <laughs> we'll do that next year on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.